now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And I want to stay tuned because I want to talk about faith just a little bit in these last days. And I was coming to the church when I was real young about, uh, oh, I suppose I got baptized between eight and nine years old, somewhere around there. And I uh, got the Holy Ghost when I was about 12. And I have seen an awful lot through the years and been in different assemblies and and uh, I've seen a lot of things happen. And I look around today and realize even though we attempt to have faith, it's not like it used to be. And uh, even then, it wasn't like it was in the days of the apostles. And so I'm going to talk about that faith today in just a little bit. Before we get into the Word of God today, I want to have a song here by Timothy Spell, and he sings about when God unfolds the rose. I want you to think about the words of this song. So, so many times we get discouraged and lose faith because we think that if we ask God for something, and it should work out the way we had it planned. And sometimes we don't have the confidence in God to let him work it out the way he had a plan. So listen to the words of this song, and then we're going to get into our lesson today about uh, what the scripture says about having faith in this last day. my prayers didn't even reach the ceiling of the room where I knelt to pray and the voice inside kept asking me did I think God was really listening to anything that I had to say Kept on a praying and holding on by faith, knowing God is always in control. And I waited like a rosebud in the garden, for only God can unfold.
can't help but think about uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews and about verse 35 God tells us there that we're not to lose confidence in God cast not away therefore your confidence for it has great recompense and reward 
And sometimes, though, when going through trials and tribulations and problems, and it seems like faith can slip away so easily. I've noticed another thing in our ministry anymore. It seems like in most of the churches I see this, that people will come night after night up for prayer for the same thing. And it seems to me like there's something missing because I do believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that if we will uh, sincerely pray and believe, something will happen. There's a story in the 18th chapter of Luke, and I want to read a little bit of scripture from there. And it sort of goes along with what I'm saying here. It said, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint, saying, There was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she worry me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his only elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? In other words, don't give up and don't think that God's not hearing us. He is hearing us, and he will take care of the situation. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. But watch the problem now. It crops up right here in the safe verse. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, Shall he find faith on earth? We have to have faith. We know the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews said just plainly, without faith it is impossible to please God. Tells us what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when you think about faith like that, if you really, truly have faith in God, even though it seems like it's not happening the way you think it should happen, or as soon as you think it should happen, once you turn it over to Him, you sincerely pray, you leave it up to Him, and then you just go on your way knowing that God is working something great, and you'll find out whenever it's ready, He'll take care of it. And that's the way that we should really approach unto God. Instead of just kept, keep coming back and asking, you know, <clears throat> uh, and not believing. Now, it's all right to continue to pray. Pray without ceasing. We understand that. Men ought always to pray. But nevertheless, when we do ask God for something, we ought to have faith enough to believe that he's going to take care of it. And he gave us a little example of that. He said... Um, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, idolaters, or even as this publican. So he's looking at this other man making a decision about him, see. I fast in the week. Uh, twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the publican standing afar off would not 
lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Well, now you have a, a example here. One man thinking that because of his works that God's going to answer him. The other man just crying out for mercy by faith that God would hear him. Now, here's what Jesus said. I tell you, this man went down to his house. Who? The one that just beat up on his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He went down to his house uh, justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself self shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So, again, I think of the scripture over in Titus. He said, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy has he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he has shed on us abundantly, and uh, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's where it all comes from, and we shouldn't go around bragging on ourselves. I remember talking to a man one day, and he said about fasting. He said, well, I feel like this. If I fast, then God owes me. Well, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like fasting is to get myself out of the way and break down this man of flesh that the spiritual man can receive the benefits of God. I believe that's what fasting's for, to get me out of the way so that God can have control. But people have different opinions about things. I'd like to turn over now to the book of Matthew, about the ninth chapter. And we want to see some faith in action. And I think this is a good chapter here that explains a lot of that. Jesus had just been doing some teaching in this ninth chapter about the new thing. You don't put new wine in old bottles and things like that, and you don't put a piece of new cloth on an old garment. So he's making a point here, and he's trying to teach them something new because they was all about works, the works of the law. Oh, if I do the works of the law. Now he's coming along and he's preaching about faith like Abraham had. In verse 18, while he spake these things unto him, behold, there came a certain ruler. We're in the ninth chapter of Matthew, verse 18. And uh, worshiped him saying, my daughter is even now dead. Now we're going to learn something about faith. My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. Now, you talk about faith, that is faith. Having that much confidence in God, even though that she's already dead, he has so much confidence in Jesus, if you'll just come and lay your hand upon her, she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which... Uh, was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Again, a powerful expression of faith. Now, not maybe, maybe I'll get healed. If I just get close to Jesus, maybe. No, there was no maybe there. She knew that if she would touch the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. Now, what's what Jesus said to her? But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith 
has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Many times if we just keep getting in the prayer line and coming up, are we believing that when that prayer goes up that we're going to be, it's just settled in our heart, we're going to be healed. It's over. The prayer's going up, and we've done what we're supposed to do, and now it's over. I am healed. And just believe her from that moment on. Now, maybe you don't see the change immediately. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you won't. But the thing is, you settle that in your heart and mind. I am healed. It's over. That's the faith that Jesus is trying to get us to acknowledge here in these stories. All right? And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, now we see something else happening here. And saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. Now the daughter's dead. And uh, they're doing whatever they do, like at funerals, they sing songs and things like that. And, and tell a little bit about the individual's life and celebrate their life, they call it now. And, uh, okay, but... This man, he wasn't caring about that. He wasn't interested in having a funeral. He was interested in getting Jesus there. He knew if Jesus would lay his hand up on his daughter, they didn't have to have a funeral. They could have a celebration, a real celebration of life, the one that was brought back from the dead uh, to life again. And so that's what he's expecting. He don't want this other part. Now watch what happens. And... Um, uh, Jesus comes into the place there now, and he says in verse 24, He said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. In other words, move out of the way. Let me in here. I've got something that I want to do. I've got something to do here. That She's not dead. She's just asleep. Well, let's see well, how they feel about it. The Bible said they laughed him to scorn. That was humorous to them. They began to laugh. Look, she's not dead. They knew she was dead. And they weren't going to have nobody tell them anything else. And here comes this preacher in who says she's not dead. She's just asleep. Get out of the way. Well, and they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, all that unbelief, Jesus wanted to get that out of the way. So they put the people out. They put the people forth. Amen. Get them out of the way. And uh, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. All that unbelief had to be purged, put out. Amen. But that uh, young lady's father believed and knew for sure. The only thing he wanted to get Jesus there. Get him there if he just touches her. She's coming back to life. I don't want this funeral. Well, that's some pretty powerful faith. But that's the kind of faith that Jesus wants us to have. And that's the kind of faith that will move mountains. That's the kind of faith that will bring uh, healing. And I don't know if I've ever told this on the radio. Maybe I did. But many years ago, there was a brother in our church that uh, he was... Uh, once he got saved, he was quite a, a influence to the people. He was always excited and wanted to praise God. And boy, he was the life of a service. And so one day he came and I was uh, at the church preaching. And he come in. And he come up. He said, Brother Ronnie, he said, would you come with me to the hospital? They said, my sister is dying. And uh, he said, would you come up to the hospital? She's dying right now. 
and or at least that's what he was told. So I left and went with him to the hospital. We drove to that hospital and went in, and uh, she was in an intensive care unit. And as we walked into the door, the doctor was coming out of the room where she was at, the little room. And uh, we did not know what had just happened. But as the doctor was coming out, I guess he went over to the nurses and told them, she's gone, get a hold of the family. See, Brother Corbin didn't come there to hear that. He come there that he wanted her healed. And we walked in, and uh, I didn't understand. I thought she was in a coma. I don't know what he thought, but anyway, we laid hands on her and began to pray. About that time, here the monitors and things that had quit began to start up again. And uh, the doctor, the nurses running into the room said for us to get out of the way. They wanted to work on her there because life had started again. We didn't even realize what was going on. So we stepped back to get out of the way. And uh, she uh, began to breathe and everything was uh, coming around. And she got all right. And uh, the next day, I believe if I remember right, they told me that she ate something. And God brought her out of the hospital and gave her 15 more years of life. And during that period of time, she came into the church, repented, got baptized in water. In the name of Jesus Christ, God filled her with the Holy Ghost. She lived 15 more years. So God hasn't changed. It's just that faith. You have to believe with all your heart when you lay hands on somebody, God hears your prayer. Now, in her case, I can't say that she's the one that had the faith because, after all, the condition she was in. But Brother Corbin certainly had faith. That's why he come and got me, wanted me to come. Amen. He had faith that we would pray for her and God would hear our prayer. So that's the kind of faith that it's going to take to get in touch with God. And Jesus had said there in the book of Luke there, he said, when he come, would he find faith on earth? And it seems like any more there's faith seems to be lacking. That kind of faith that I'm talking about. That faith that you have an assurance that you're going to pray, you're going to touch God, God's going to hear us. And the Bible also said over in the epistle of John, uh, if we know that he hears us, then we also know that we have our petition. So why should we then doubt? If we know that God hears us, we know that we have our petition. I'd like to read... Uh, just a little bit from this 11th chapter. It's called the chapter of faith, or the hall of faith in the Word of God. And uh, in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, all right, it reads like this. And when you think about these things, it is powerful, really. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Whenever you ask God for it, even though maybe you don't have it in your hand right at that moment, but by faith you do, by faith you have it, and it's the evidence of things not seen. It will happen. I ask my God, and my God has heard me, and my God is faithful, and my God will deliver. That's the kind of attitude that we have to have. For by it, by faith, elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by God, by the word of God, so that Things which are seen were not made by the things which do appear. Well, that kills the evolution theory 
uh, things that they say, but we believe that uh, by the word of God, the worlds were framed and all things was created by him and for him. And without him, there's nothing made that is made. And if he did make these bodies and the Bible said he did, can we believe that? Should he not know how to fix these bodies and to take care of them? and repair them and heal them, uh, I, I think that he would because, after all, he's the creator. He's the one that breathed in our nostrils the breath of life. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead yet speaketh he being dead yet speaketh all right in other words jesus speaks of abel amen and his faith and and the blood of abel and how he cries for vengeance and we uh, realize that abel believed understood that if he was going to have remission of sins it was going to have to be by the shedding of blood Cain did not understand that. And Abel offered from the flock. Blood was shed, and uh, he received remission of sins. And God told Cain, he said, if you do well, you'll also be accepted, Cain. But your problem is sin lieth at your door. But without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We've got to have our sins remitted. And how did Peter say to do it in the New Testament? He said to that people that asked, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive remission of sins, see? And uh, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So if we want our sins remitted, we're going to have to take that name of Jesus Christ upon us in water baptism. I don't have time on this broadcast to go into that power of the name and the, how the blood is applied today, but it's a powerful message, and I truly believe that it's going to take faith. You know what Jude said? He told the church, he said, you contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And then we find in Ephesians 2 and 8, by grace are you saved. But catch this part. They talk a lot about grace. By grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it's the gift of God. How do we get faith? In the book of Romans, the apostle Paul said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. And we're going to have to have a preacher to preach that word, a man that God has called to preach that word of faith. And whenever that we hear faith and we hear the word being preached, then faith comes alive in our heart. Amen. And that what makes, that's what grace is all about. Amen. And then we're willing by faith to obey the word of God. We trust him that if I repent and then I go and be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, that his name is applied to my temple. The blood of Jesus is applied to my soul. And he fills me with the Holy Ghost to let me know that the sacrifice of my body, the Bible said, present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And I'll tell you what, you'll know. Then when the Holy Ghost comes, God has accepted that sacrifice. What a wonderful experience it is, and it's Bible all the way through. So let's contend for the faith that was once delivered 
unto the saints. See you next week, same time, same station, with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. You have been listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday at 8.30 a.m. here on WMBS.